I would pick going on a 20 mile run over having a cold. Like I just in the heat, like in, in hundred degree weather, I would rather put myself through that than the way I feel sometimes when I have like allergies or the cold and need to lay on the couch. Like I've opt for the run. And so normally <laughs> the pain of physical activity like that and exertion and discomfort of being in these conditions doesn't bother me at all. But through this pregnancy, I'm like, I just feel totally different. It's an out of body experience. And I'm trying and I'm recognizing that a lot of it is mental. A lot of it is like, oh, you're going through a transition. This is going to hurt, blah, blah, blah. But I have to now learn how to channel that out in a, in a way that's a little bit different from how I normally would. What's up? My name is CJ Finley, and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. Each week, we interview people on topics of business, health, relationships, mindset, and much more to help us thrive in all areas of life. If the messages in this podcast resonate with you, but you're still feeling a little bit stuck in actually implementing these ideas, I'd love to help you on a more personalized level or connect you with somebody that can. So please reach out. Also, if you've got a friend who you know could benefit from hearing this episode, please share the love with them. My goal is always to spread positive impact through the sharing of knowledge, and I would be honored if you could help me achieve this goal. What is up, Thrive Fam? CJ Finley here again with another episode of the Thrive on Life podcast. And every quarter we bring on my lovely wife, Mrs. Erin Finley. And today we have big news. If you've watched our social media, you've seen that we are in the process of having our first child. We have found out that it's going to be a baby boy. And what this has led to has been us having conversations on some of the things that we need to change within ourselves, some of the things that we do well, and the people that we want to continue to become to be the best parents that we could possibly be. So I'm going to shift this over to Erin as she had a beautiful way of kind of kicking this off with a question that we kind of want to take this whole conversation on that path. So what's the question? Yeah, so I think what's been really interesting so far is for both of us to reflect on how this news has already implemented shifts into our lives. And so I wanted to hear your perspective on how, you know, you finding out that you're going to be a father has already impacted your current thoughts and day-to-day behaviors. What's interesting is to reflect on what I thought it would feel like versus what it feels like. So when I think back to thinking about potentially having kids and being a parent, you can be overwhelmed by just even thinking about that, like everything you need to learn and everything that's going to happen. And for me, when we found out that you were pregnant, it was almost the opposite effect. For someone like myself who works on a ton of projects, is constantly on the go and juggling so many things all at once, and you do the same thing, it gave me something that was so, so much of a focus point that I felt relief. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the word. I relief felt relieved because yeah. I now know what my main objective is. There's no gray area. There's no, well, I could go do this or I could be focused on that. And any entrepreneur and any person, you could be in the corporate world and you could be working towards a lot of different things in your life. You have to decide what those things are. But 
once I found out that this is our future within the next nine months when we first found out, it became very clear on what the priority is. So what's your new objective? The new objective, meaning in, in terms of what? You said you knew crystal clear what the objective is. There's no gray area. Yeah, the objective is to make sure that you're happy and healthy and that we have a happy and healthy child. And then once once that's set in stone, then I'm probably there's probably gonna be a new objective. But for nine months it's making sure that you are happy and healthy and then that will produce a happy and healthy child. And then when we get to that point, and in what ways the objective is make sure that child can thrive. And in what ways have you been changing how you're making sure that I'm happy and healthy. I didn't realize I was getting interrogated on this episode. I thought we were going to have some conversation around like, what's it like to be pregnant? But okay, back to the question. <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious. I it's mean, fun. I it's feel great, like you've been great. doing a great job of being supportive to me, but I'm. you just said how you shifted your objective. And I'm wondering in your mind, like, how does that change what you feel is most important every day and like, what are you doing different? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And I was, for those listening, I was just poking fun at her um, previously. What I've done differently, I think when your focus shifts and you can prioritize, time gets a little bit slower. So what I mean by that is there's things that, I'm now saying no to that I wasn't saying no to previously. There's things that, which ultimately means that you're saying yes to something else, right? So if I say no, a great example is today, right? We woke up and instead of like having everything so planned out, like we need to go do this or we need to go to that, it was really just saying, you know what, I'm going to say no to not having anything on the schedule so that when we wake up and we see how you're feeling and what do we feel like doing, and what is going to fill our cup today, let's go do that. And I think it's taking it step by step, meaning what we did today was you went to the farmer's market, we both got some things done at the house, then we decide, okay, like we do want to run, it's a nice day out. Then after the run, it's like, okay, it's still a nice day out, what can we accomplish still? End up going to Costco, getting some more things done, come back, eat dinner together, clean up a little bit, now we're here. So previously, I think both you and I, I don't think this is just me that's starting to do this, we're such planners. And if we put something on that schedule, like it's got to get done and it's got to get done at a high level versus I think both of us have been doing a really wonderful job so far of saying what's really going to fill our cup right now. This is a special time in our life and let's take advantage of that. Yeah, I think I can relate to like the loose plans, like as I've thought about, you know, what do I want to accomplish this week, this weekend, as each week goes by, instead of having like a rigid itinerary, I tend to now just have like, okay, these are three things that would be nice to to do. And it's kind of loose when they happen and how it happens. And I think that leaving that flexibility for assessing like how are we feeling and what do we need in the moment has been really helpful. And I think, you know, that's something that would be beneficial to carry over into life 
you know, not even when you're pregnant, but in going through a transition like this, but in general, that principle of having flexibility and having priorities, but not making it so that, you know, you have to be super strict with how they get done. I think it brings more joy because you allow space for moments to happen rather than trying to force moments. So if I'm giving a clear example of what we're specifically talking about of a whole weekend, I can go like day by day and def- kind of like showcase what Aaron is talking about. So like you you have Friday where coming in the Friday afternoon, I thought I was going to go to the gym like I normally do and do a couple things and you were going to do a couple other things and you were like, you know what? Like, let's go out for a date. Let's have a nice date. Let's have dinner, have some dessert afterwards, walk around and then have an early night so that we can wake up and you wanted to go to bar and then I wanted to go to Squatch and, and work out. Beyond that, then it was like, okay, what are we doing the rest of Saturday? And while we're there and we're having a, a great start to the day, it's, hey, let's have some people over tonight. Let's let's grill and chill and have a fire. But none of that was planned prior to those days. And then on Sunday, I'd already explained how we woke up today and kind of went hour by hour. And I don't know if I've ever done that in my life. I don't know. I think, I mean, there's probably moments where we've been like that, but it has felt very relieving to the to the word that you used earlier like it feels like a relief to be able to just live each day like in and go with the flow i think that's do you think so this is a great pivot do you think this is the natural path meaning when you when anybody brings a child into the world going with the flow is just going to be a must because who knows what the days are going to bring when you have an infant and beyond. Do you think it's natural progression or do you think there's something that we've read, listened to, conditioned ourselves over the years to prepare ourselves to start going down this path? I think we've, we've definitely conditioned ourselves to be more adaptable. And by that, I mean, I think we've already started practicing like loosening up the rigidity of having such strict plans around things. But I don't think that we were ever at to this extent, like just seeing what each day brings and not really having, I think we we're such goal oriented people that we feel like every day has to be kind of a step towards the direction of one of the things we're trying to accomplish. And in this time, I think it is natural for us to, kind of put those goals, not that we're not still working hard towards things, but this is a time where we're really trying to savor every moment of the journey and be as healthy as possible through it. So to be as healthy as possible, we have to make sure that we're paying attention to how we feel every day. And if one day that means having a nice relaxing Saturday night instead of doing plans that we would have done otherwise. I think that's that's the kind of shifts that we're making. I love that. So let's kick it into, I want to talk about how you felt when we first found out. And I'd love for you to run us through kind of the change of emotions because for other women out there, some of it's not controllable. It's just your body's being flooded 
with different hormones and I I I it's been awesome for me to watch close up and and see and support but I think you bring such a great perspective to how even in hard moments and and life-changing moments having a positive outlook can really fuel you in your life yeah i think to describe how i was feeling it's really it really was a wave of emotions and at first i mean of course you're grateful and excited in some ways but i would also say that i was the most prominent emotion from me was probably like overwhelm and a little bit of shock of wow this is happening now and I Which started going through, yeah, a little bit of stress because I started going through like, all right, all the things that I currently had in mind for the year and everything like that and how this would dramatically change all that. And then, and that's not my heart, that's my mind, you know, and then your heart kicks in and is like, wow, this is an amazing blessing. And who cares about all those things? And so I think that as humans, you know, we have those, I don't know if my reaction is normal, but I went back and forth with feeling a little bit stressed and overwhelmed to being like in the more common state, which I feel now is this like at peace with this is happening for us now. And and we're really grateful and we're making the best of it. And as I came to terms with this is happening now and, and that's great for us that all those things that I was naturally worried about to begin with, like they seem so small and you just like, for example, you know, in my career and, and all the things that I had going on with work and all the travel I was supposed to do and the things I had planned for the year in terms of that, like it just has to shift. And you realize with each day that, you'll still get things done and you'll still <laughs> progress and live the life that you had, but it'll just look different and that's okay. I think one of your most admirable traits and the things that I love about you most is how you respond because I would say it's normal to feel stress and overwhelm when things clearly are changing, especially in this case where it's not just like up uh, something out of my control happened and like now I have to deal with it. It's like, no, my body's changing. My mind's going to change. What I'm dedicating my time towards is going to change. Like it's literally a 180 of change. So it's natural to feel the overwhelm and the stress, but what's not natural is how you respond to it versus what I would say the average person responds because you literally after you have the overwhelm and the stress, okay, you feel it for a little bit, a day or two, but then it's, all right, I'm going to sign up for a course to learn about like yeah, pretty much I, I female think... anatomy of like how you can improve yourself and improve yeah. your chances of having I think the a other, thriving the other, pregnancy. The other thing I want to point out that is important about the initial phases of pregnancy is that nothing really changes at first. I mean, your body hasn't changed yet. Nobody knows yet, usually. I mean, close people I mean, might. I'm, I'm going to push back on this because how'd you find out? Well, I'm saying like physically 
you're not like, it's not apparent that you're pregnant. So you can go about your life. Yes. I felt like internal physiological changes in my body with and I felt super tired and everything that's different. But I mean, what my point is, is that it's a bit of a lonely time period because you're kind of feeling so different internally and you, you're, you're processing all that's changing and is going to change and everything you have to prepare for. And at the same time, like no one really knows you're going through that except your partner. Um, so, and for you, you don't fully understand what I'm feeling and going through. So it's just, I think that adds a layer of complexity and challenge to it as well. Yeah. It's, it a hundred percent would be tough for, for males to relate in that regard when it comes to pregnancy. I think for me, I had a little bit more empathy towards it because I do know what it's like to feel sick and not really have anybody understand that avenue of it because if we're explaining how you even found out like your whoop your hrv was low for a straight week we had no clue that you were pregnant and then you were getting blood work done because you were feeling ill feeling run down and the issue that we really had after that and to be more in depth what aaron was talking about was she was on social media talking about how she wasn't feeling so hot and then people would reach out like weeks later, hey, how are you feeling? Checking in. And you couldn't explain why. Well, yeah, that it's, is. it's not even just that. It's, it's, but that's, that's what yeah, causes it. That's lo- that is lonely. That, yeah. But it's also like when you're at work and feeling like crap and super tired and not your normal self who can power through things and have the energy that you have and not have, I don't want to say excuse, but have a reason for it that well is apparent. <laughs> yeah, you're you're kind of bottling up yeah. the ability to communicate and basically set yourself up for success because when you are able to communicate that you're going through this Yeah, as everyone life, understands and is Well, you can also create a plan for it mm-hmm. at that point. Um I love this. What has been challenging for you outside of like chain the changes that have happened, are happening, will happen? Not a lot so far. I mean, I really, I can't complain about challenges other than how difficult it feels to run in the way that I would like to. Um, but I'm very grateful that I'm even able to still run in some capacity. Um, but that brings up a great point because today you're running and I I feel like I was pouring into you a little bit because you're like, ah, oh, like I I'm just slow, felt... my legs hurt. Yeah. And I'm like, just for perspective, I'm usually one, I feel like I have such a tough mindset. Well, I know I do most of the, like, that is me. And this time period has made me super wimpy in some ways and normally I would pick going on a 20 mile run over having a cold like I just in the heat like in in 100 degree weather I would rather put myself through that than the way I feel sometimes when I have like allergies or the cold and need to lay on the couch like I would opt for the run and so normally (laughs) the pain of physical activity like that and exertion and 
discomfort of being in these conditions doesn't bother me at all. But through this pregnancy, I'm like, I just feel totally different. It's an out-of-body experience. And I'm trying and I'm recognizing that a lot of it is mental. A lot of it is like, oh, you're going through a transition. This is going to hurt, blah, blah, blah. But I have to now learn how to channel that out in a, in a way that's a little bit different from how I normally would. Because the thoughts are different. The feelings are different. And it's a new experience. So we're talking about thoughts and your mindset. How does that show up in your everyday life now? I think like it showed it up work, a little bit too with workouts. work because, you know, like I said before, where I alluded to, I'm one that can like, I feel like I can get so much done in such a short period of time and I can power through long days and really like no matter how long the the list of things I have to do in the day is, I I'm, I take pride in getting done the priorities that I have. And this again has been a transition where my mind is like, oh, you know, there's tomorrow and there's next week. And it's just kind of shifted the urgency of certain things. And that has been something that I'm battling a little bit, like to help myself understand that that's okay. And that probably those things that I'm, I'm writing off as not urgent right now are probably not urgent and that's okay. And that I don't have to continue at the pace that I'm used to. And this will probably be a time when I dial things back a bit. And for me, it's just accepting that my best is going to look a little bit different right now, but it's still my best. You could probably even say you're just getting rid of the fat, as they would say, meaning whatever you are doing is the most important. So do you have to even do those other things? Yeah. That's when I reflect back on the beginning of this conversation, relief and that word that I used, I think it's going to carry on for me because it's, it's like trimming the fat. I, I, I know now know like, what do I need to prioritize? And the other things just don't matter. I saw someone, yeah, on LinkedIn, someone that um, posts a lot about like self-development said that he has a routine of going through his calendar and has a filter of if he were to die in five years, would he still do all those tasks on his calendar this week? And if not, he would clear out whatever, like wouldn't matter in five years if he wasn't around anymore. And I feel like this journey has kind of put that filter in my mind as well. It's like, it's not death, but it's this new experience of do these things matter as much as they did? And some sometimes that answer is no. But yeah, with the physical activity, it's the whole new experience also, just feeling like I'm adjusting, but at the same time battling with shut up because you should be grateful that you're even able to, to still move and have the foundation and habits that have made it a lot easier for me to, to keep up with it versus I know a lot of women struggle with that during this time. So I think it's been a saving grace for me mentally. What have you done to modify your workouts? My workouts? Um, well, I'm not running as much as I was, partially because it well, doesn't feel metrics great. Here. What's, what's the numbers? 
So prior to pregnancy, I would describe my fitness style as being very hybrid type training where I was working on building a lot of endurance. So I would do a long run every week, anywhere from 10 to 12 miles. Um, And then in between the long run and the rest of the week, I probably averaged around 30 miles, 30 to 35 miles per week. Um, All through the summer, I was kind of just gearing up for some kind of race um, and just wanted to build endurance through the summer. And on top of that, I was doing a lot of functional strength training um, just to maintain functional fitness as well. And since finding out about pregnancy and since being super uncomfortable with runs in the beginning, now thankfully not as uncomfortable, but it's still a challenge. I've scaled back my weekly mileage. So probably only run like 10 to 15, 20 at most per week now, which I'm still, you know, for some people that's, that's a lot. So I feel fortunate for that, but I also am going a lot slower. So normally metrics wise, like my race pace is around seven, seven twenty. I don't train at that pace typically, but now I don't definitely don't train anywhere near that pace. Um, so I'm, I'm making my runs a lot slower, like in a 10 minute mile pace, um, to keep my heart rate in a safe zone. I've also just kind of shifted my priority to be more strength focused. So I think, you know, part of my research and this isn't even based on research, but just my mind has been like right now, the priority is stay strong and make sure that I have a good foundation so that as I grow, And as I get through the later stages of pregnancy and then eventually delivery, I'm strong enough to do that pain-free, well, not pain-free, but, you know, without, without risk of other complications. Without, without pain, like unforeseen pain. Right. And try to stay as mobile as possible um, as my body changes and muscles tighten without, you know. What, anyway, what have been the biggest contributing resources for you to learn about week over week being pregnant? Um, there's tons of apps out there. So I have like multiple apps where they do a really good job telling you what's happening internally week over week with your baby, with your body, what to expect symptom wise. So that's been helpful. Workout wise, I've been for strength training, I've been following a program, found her on Instagram, Madeline Moves, and she has a mom moves quote program where it's specifically designed for women going through pregnancy and it automatically modifies for whichever trimester you're in. So it's pretty much traditional strength training workouts with weights and resistance but she'll include the modifications that you should be doing anyway during that time. So that's been really helpful to follow a structure. Um, It's one less thing I have to think about. (laughs) And it's just nice to know that I'll be getting good upper body, lower body, functional strength, and core focused exercises that aren't a hindrance to pregnancy. So, What's your advice to other males out there who are supporting their pregnant wife's wife individual. Yeah. I think it's important to 
not make too many changes. Like I think we've done a good job of like keeping up with the same same types of things that we would do anyway, but just adapt and really stay in tune with how each other's feeling. Um, oh, come on. Be willing get, to adapt. Get, get into the, like specifically, what are you expecting of me? I think through this time I am expecting you, which you, I, I mean, I haven't had to like tell you to do anything different. You've already started doing it, but just to be present more and around more through this time, I think like after work and enjoying time together where we can check in on each other, talk and everything at the end of the day has been really helpful on the weekends too. Cause that time has been nice. And I think also just remembering that, yes, we're going to still continue to have time together post baby, but it's going to look different. So just making the most of that time now. What have your weirdest cravings been? <laughs> um, potato salad. <laughs> Refried beans. <laughs> yeah, beans was a weird one. But, you know, I'm, I'm part of this women's group that it's like all women on Facebook that are also due at the same time frame. And someone else had the beans craving too. So it's not just me. There must be like a deficiency that we have that requires it. But that only lasted like a week, thankfully. What else? Not, not like a lot of sweets, but more savory stuff. I think they said that that's a sign that you're having a boy, but myth. Everybody thought we were having a girl. Yeah. And look where that got us. <laughs> How else have you felt your mindset shifting? And like, what, what are you, I guess, preparing for? I think the way that my mindset has shifted is really doubling down on kind of my what is the word for it? So when you breathe, I don't, I'm not thinking about breathing. You just breathe. Yeah. What is that called? Um, subconscious. Yeah. Well, it's called like an auto, not, uh, uh, I should know this. Um, it's called, well, you literally, <laughs> when you breathe or your heart beat like that stuff in your body, that's just happening. Yeah, it's your respiratory system. Yeah, no, but I'm saying like there's a word for it. Uh, uh, there's parasympathetic and sympathetic. Autonomic nervous system is the and the system. But yeah, but I'm saying like you're not thinking about doing right, it. It's just right. happening, right? So in our lives, you have habits that you think about, and then things that you do that you were just conditioned to do, or because you've had time. the habit for or so long, or you've had yeah, or you've had that habit for so long. So for instance, like going to the gym. For a lot of people, that's that's a decision. Like every time you're like, fuck, I got to go to the gym or if I got to go mow the lawn, like that's a decision. It's not just a habit that I just accrued over the years. Right. And we all have good habits and bad habits. And one of the things that this has forced me to do is really look at the bad habits that I've had and realize that, okay, normally right now, you're not going to pick up my bad habits. You actually like get on me for my bad habits. You're like, CJ, you need to stop doing that. But a child will see that and then they'll be conditioned to pick that habit up. And so what's a habit that is bad that you're trying to get rid of? I think for me, there's a few of them, but the number one 
that I've worked on for a long time now is just understanding how my message is being received in any given moment. So from talking to my mannerisms to how I'm showing up in every room, being able to articulate in a way that doesn't have the other person in fight or flight mode. And it's easier said than done because I'm not asking anybody, if you're listening to this, I'm not asking you, for me, I don't want to change my core. Like I know deep down I do everything with a a kind heart and I want the best for people. But you also want to be cognizant of you're not perfect and other people are going to receive however you are in a certain way. And it's not right or wrong, but if you have the goal like I do to pretty much be in loving, joyous, grateful situations all the time, then I am one half of that equation at all times. So when we're talking about children, for me, it's a great example is, okay, five years from now, and they do something that they shouldn't have done. Am I reacting or am I responding? Am I reacting in a way of my habits from the past of like reacting to something that I didn't like? Or even even not when it's like something that has happened that you're reacting or responding to, but when you're giving advice or when you're telling mm. telling somebody something, I think you have a tendency sometimes to come off as very aggressive direct. or direct and and not everyone interprets that in the way that you're intending for them to because you don't always see how it could be yeah, so that's a great point. So for me, if I'm giving you attention, I look at that as me giving you love. So I'm looking at if I'm if I'm really focused and people if you know me, you know that I I get super passionate and super dialed into whatever I'm talking about. To me, I'm thinking, "Oh, like I I really love this moment and this person and I'm just like in the moment giving to them." In certain circumstances, people have received that in a way where I'm aggressive or too direct or not helpful. And I think it wasn't until later on in my life, I mean, going into my 30s, realizing that the end goal is if they don't receive it in the same way that I think they're receiving it, it's wasting both of our time. And if I'm thinking about my time, which I care a lot about, then I should be cognizant of how I'm showing up. So I think that that would be the biggest one that I am working towards. I think that'll be a good one. And I have noticed improvements. But Thank you. We could all continue. Yeah, it's not easy. And anybody out there that struggles with the same thing, it literally is, I will talk about this right now, and tomorrow or the next day, I'll do the exact thing that I'm trying to I don't like the word fix. But, well, it counts is that you that you actually reflect sometimes and realize after the fact that your message could have been interpreted in, in a way that you didn't intend. And whether you go back and say something to the person or like if it's me, sometimes you do that. Or if it's just, you know, another reminder that in the next situation you have to be more mindful, then it's a step in the right direction. I think that's a great ending point where 
really, if we just take a step back and reflect on life as a whole, for everybody, making the choice to have the self-awareness and tell yourself, I'm just going to try and improve a little bit and make that step in the right direction every single day. That's all you can do. And you just want to surround yourselves with other people. And I think if we're talking about lessons that I would love to teach our child, that is a big one. And a trait that I want as a parent is to be extremely self-aware of my own behavior and actions so that I'm constantly reflecting on how I've impressioned the child, but also to set an example of someone who can, you know, apologize and, and correct their wrongs and continue to work on themselves to be better every day and, and set that example. So that's going to be fun. And next time we hop on here, you might have a little bit more of a belly. So Maybe. I'm excited. Thank you for this conversation. Thank you for always being willing to share a little bit of what you're going through, advice, tips, and tricks. Thanks for having me. To everybody else out there, if you're going through pregnancy, whether you're male or female, congratulations. We are having a lot of fun with it, and I'm very much looking forward to being a dad. So we'll talk Stay to you tuned. guys later. Stay tuned. CJ Finley with the Thrive on Life podcast. Thrive on, y'all. What's up, y'all? This is CJ again. And on behalf of the small team here at Thrive on Life, I'd like to thank you for listening to one of our episodes. Our mission in life is to help people like you fuel your passion and make every heartbeat count. And we realize the best way to do this is together as a team. So we'd love for you to join in on this mission and connect with like-minded individuals within our Thrive on Life community. To do so, please head to thriveonlife.com and connect with us there. We'd love to chat with you. Before I sign off, I'd like you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.